dances. He does. He sure does. Well, I mean, and he, do you know what? He dances better than me. He dances better than... Because most people, like, if you go to a club now, their dancing is just, like, up and down. You up do, and you do down. the, like, step, step, hip move, hip move, maybe some arms. Is that what you do? I don't know what I do. I black out before I get to the dance floor. <laughs> so it just takes over me. Improvise, adapt, overcome. <laughs> if you were a zombie, uh, you don't have to be wearing a gas mask. If you had... Right, I'm going to change this question up. If you were a zombie okay. and you had to have an item of clothing that became a part of you, what would it be? That became a part of me? It's like the gas masks are Well, it like fuses to me. Uh, n- well, well, the gas masks we find out are skin and bone. It's not just fused to their face. Yes. So if you were a, a zombie that had to have some form of headwear or clothing uh, permanently attached to you. A gimp mask. Next question. <laughs> So instead of being like, mommy, it's like, because someone zipped you up and like walked away. Yeah. <laughs> My next question was going to be, what phrase would you repeatedly say? It's still mommy. But it's, it's still mommy. But now it's kinky. Yeah. <laughs> it's still are you, my mommy. Uh, do you know what? I think it'd be the best thing. Because I, I, don't, I don't think, for this question, I don't want it to just be a mask or headwear. Yeah. I want to be a zombie that is permanently in Heelys. I want to be a permanently healed you know, zombie. You know, and, like, and someone would be like, "Is that a zombie?" And before you know it, you've be, you've got got. You know the whole debate that people have of like, do you want do you want like slow style the Walking Dead zombies, or do you want like speedy style World War Z type? Yeah, that's that whole thing. You're just bringing a third dimension to this argument now. I bring depth. Look, I'm not just a pretty face. I don't know what my phrase would be. Like, I don't know whether I want to go with some, like, weird... Noom. <laughs> Noom. Yeah. Noom. I think it would just be eh. Like, someone's being misheard. Just like, eh? Eh? Because I feel like on Heelys... <laughs> the, these, like, the gas mask mummy zombies. The on Heelys eh zombies. It would just be the, the most annoying thing ever. Oh, what if it was YOLO? What if it brought back YOLO? I'm trying to find something. Else. Wonk! Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind, a show by virgins for virgins. Woo! It's an unofficial, <laughs> it's an unofficial and unprofessional rewatch podcast where I, Tyrese, and my friend Katie, hiya, watch and discuss episodes of Doctor Who, starting with the classic. Re- no, starting. It's not with the classic revival. <laughs> Do I have to start from the beginning? Because I don't want to. And you know what? I'm not going to. Starting with the revival in 2005. Once we complete that, we'll backtrack to the cities and talk about classic Who. In between seasons, we'll discuss extended media, things like books, games, and big Finish audio adventures. I'm serious. I'm not cutting that. Wowee. I got a notification from Big Finish earlier. It told me that there's a flash sale on. I'm not even going to make a joke about Big Finish and flash sale. So, the Doctor dances. Doctor Who, half price, full cast audio drama. Joe Grant's back for it. For a new one, yes. Correct, oh. she is. Doctor Who, the cradle of the snake, is now three ninety nine. There's so much big finished stuff coming out. I don't know how often they do it. Oh my god, all the time. It's constant. There is an absurd amount of big finish. I remember one time, because um, I'm like, I have scraped the surface of big finish, and I'm not like ashamed to say that I've only listened to the ones that people say are the good ones. I've only listened like. to one ever. Which one? It's on my phone, but I've forgotten the name of it. It's one of the. There's a a, a series of three. With Ten and Riversong. Oh, yeah. One of the Diary of Riversong ones, I imagine. I don't think it's the Diary one. 
but it was really good. The first two I listened to were Chimes of Midnight and Spare Parts, which are like the two ones that people are like, if you want to listen to some big finish, start with these two. And you know what? They're both really good. And now every Christmas I listen to Chimes of Midnight again. Did you do that this year? Yep. I mean last year. Yep. I listened to the first part of this three-parter. Uh, Pete Davidson's in it too. Oh, cool. Yeah. I imagine it's probably very easy to get him and David Tennant to do stuff together, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go into work with my father-in-law. Yeah. Great. But it was, it was really good, and it broke my heart at the end, too. I think I told you about this when I, <laughs> I yeah, came I into university, so. and I said to you, I was like, oh, I listened to my first Big Finish audio today, and you were like, oh, was it good? And I was like, it was great, up until the end, where I almost cried, and it ripped my heart out and stomped on it, and yep. then set it on fire. Yep. What do you think of the Doctor dances? He sure do be dancing. Very, only a little bit. He only dances a, 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 a tad. Yeah, for an episode called The Doctor Dances, um, I have to say a very small percent of this episode is actually focused on lot him of, dancing. A lot of running, not enough dancing. Yeah. Should have scab and dab and deedle the bap out of the way. <laughs> oh my God, imagine if the zombies just did scat music the entire time. They're like coming towards you and like scaddle the boom and deedle the battle. And you're like, oh God, no, they're getting closer. They wouldn't have to be zombies for me to move away if they came at me doing that. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? I'm trying to get further off this bed as you as you make <laughs> these noises. Can you imagine if we were at the pub and someone just come at you and instead of being like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, because, you know, just showing any sort of interest, I just started going like, I think that's almost as good as the idea of people like coming out of the shadows, like menacingly being like, like with yeah. the arm down by the side doing Yeah, the, right? Yeah. I mean, and, then, and then they whip out one of those like switchblades that's actually a comb and do their like whoosh, oh, organised choreographed dance from the shadows yeah it's in baby it's sexy it's new I like the Doctor Dances I think it's a good episode me too I, yeah. I he, there's a weird thing with this episode where the pace is so good that it feels like not much happens but it feels like not much happens in an amount of time that doesn't overstay so it's like not much happens but in the best way that not much happens I don't know if that makes any sense, but that is how I feel summed up into a sentence, I guess. We're very we're very limited location-wise as well for this. Oh, it's like a hospital bombsite. We have very few locations, but even, even still, so we're in the hospital, but then we just go outside the hospital and then there's the bombsite. So there's not much like... Was it always right there? Like, imagine if it, if it just wasn't there. Are you eavesdropping? No, I could just hear something and I didn't like know what it was. Yeah. Am I, like was the bomb site always right outside the hospital like that? I think it. I think it was. I'm pretty. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure this is where it is. But it isn't until the episode, like the end of the episode, where we get like a sort of full view of all of it yeah. together. I think it's just weird seeing it all together like that. I like it though. Some good sets. Some good. There sets. There is some very good sets in this episode. You might hear noises like that. That's because we are both handheld today. We're both hand holding our mics. We're um portable and on the move we're doing we're doing a chill nice kickback just sitting sitting on a bed just chilling we just watch the doctor dances talking and we just doctor talk, who with my pal cool when's he showing up haha haha <laughs> 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 good job uh something that i turned to you and said at the beginning of this when the doctor tells all of the uh the gas mask zombies to go to their room is imagine if every neck in that room like just in sync crunched imagine the satisfaction i know there are some people that would listen to me say that and go like oh that's that'd be the most disgusting sound in the world i'd love it oh orgasmic skill euphoria from all those such a good pop from all those neck bones just just crunching away like dry cheerios Mm. (laughs) stand on all those bags of crisps 
would you like to tell me what the episode was about? Sure. I'll enlighten you. I didn't pay attention. Did you not? No. Uh, you tell me I'll put that on for 42 minutes for you not to care. Yeah. Well, I thought that, like, I don't need to bother watching this. You can just tell me what it's about afterwards. You're a bad friend. Yeah, I know. Picking up where we left off last time, the Doctor and friends are backed up against a wall as the gas mask zombies get closer. The Doctor saves the day by telling them all to go to their rooms, and after a while, they do. Jack explains his plan to the Doctor, who doesn't approve as the all-clear siren sounds outside. In another part of London, Nancy is caught by Mr and Mrs Lloyd, played by Damien Samuels and Cheryl Ferguson, who are about to call the authorities for her stealing. After a quick spot of blackmail, Nancy gets away with more supplies. Back at the hospital, the gang reaches room 802, Jamie's room. They find the child's drawings and recordings of Dr. Constantine questioning Jamie about his mummy. The tape stops, but mummy continues to play. Suddenly, the doctor realises the room he has sent the gas masks back to is the room they're all stood in. They make a second escape and end up trapped in a storeroom. Jack vanishes as the doctor looks for a way out. Jack reveals over the radio that his emergency teleport could only save him, but he's working on getting them out as well. While they wait, he plays some more Glenn Miller to drown out the sound of Jamie and the Doctor and Rose dance. Meanwhile, Nancy tells the children that they aren't safe with her. They protest, but a typewriter hijacked by Jamie is typing out, Are you my mummy? Mid-dance, the Doctor and Rose are teleported to Jack's ship. There, Jack reveals he isn't as much as a scumbag as the Doctor initially thought, as he left the time agents himself after they stole two years of his memory. Nancy heads to the crash site, but is arrested and kept in a hut with Jenkins, Martin Hodgson. She notices the scar on his hand and is trapped there as he transforms. The Doctor, Jack and Rose also reach the crash site. Jack distracts Algie, Robert Hands, but the man collapses shortly after asking Jack if he is his mummy. The Doctor finds Nancy singing a lullaby to Jenkins and frees her. Jack finds the Tula ship empty, but the Doctor reveals it would have been full of nanogenes. In their mission to heal everything, they found Jamie and assumed that that was what a normal, healthy human was. The gas mask army turns up, and the Doctor realises as he comforts crying Nancy that Jamie isn't her brother, but her son. Jack reminds them the bomb will drop soon and teleports away. Nancy comforts Jamie, telling him that she's his mummy, and the nanogenes recognise her DNA and fix Jamie. Rose reminds the Doctor of the bomb, but Jack appears just in time to capture it and take it aboard his ship in stasis. The Doctor sends the nanogenes to repair the rest of the gas mask army, announcing... Just this once, everybody lives. With the people healed, Rose and the Doctor leave, setting the Tula ship to self-destruct after they've left. On the way out, they save Jack, taking him with them for a dance in the TARDIS. We still cannot afford Glenn Miller. Welcome back, Katie. That was the episode. So, um, if all goes to plan, you were listening to me talk about the episode and not looking at memes on your phone whilst I recorded that. So what did you think of the episode? I don't know. I don't know what it was about. Cool. Do it again. Oh no. The previously music was different. It the was. previously on. I don't know what piece of music it was specifically, no, but it me wasn't neither. our usual one. I'm not going to lighter kinda on that. It was kind of good though. Go to your room. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's like really clever. Sexy. It's, it's kind of stupid, I was gonna say but clever like, too. you know. Oh, in terms of the episode. I wasn't. I, or just personally, how no, did I'm I not, feel about that? I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not turned on by the idea of the doctor shouting at me and telling me to go in my room. You're not? It's neither here nor there, really. <laughs> the um, way that, because um, like w- when he says it, the go to your room. Him, you know, him, Jack and Rose are at the hospital, but then Nancy is elsewhere, like just in in a house, in another part of London, and um, yeah. Jamie is coming after her specifically. Sort of when the doctor says that, like because of this, like sort of gas mask hive mind that they've got going on. Yeah, they all go. Yeah, Jamie also goes. But he just walks away. He just tilts his little head to the side and he just walks away. You, and it's so You can't sad. see this, but Katie looks like she's going to cry just talking about it. Like you <laughs> I look, just feel so bad for this poor you little look kid. You look so distraught. Oh my God. 
It was really sad. Wow. It was really sad. But the doctor after this, when he says, I'm glad that worked. Those would have been really terrible last words. Yeah. I'm like, doctor is still funny this time around. Yeah. He's still, pretty good. Still wacky. Still a wacky boy. Jack somehow knows about the masks being the faces. He's not been told this yet. Yeah. As far as we're, we have seen Jack's entire journey into the hospital, not knowing really what's going on. But he he says that's not, you know, that's skin and bone to Rose when he's sitting in the seat. And, and I have seen, we have, we've not cut to have any private conversations that we've missed out. He just says that and he just knows it. And I don't know how, but okay, I guess. I mean, I have another point um, much later in this episode, though, about what it seems like people do and do not know. About like consistency wise in the episode. Yeah, I have another thing that comes up later, and yeah. I have my only thing that I want to say as any kind of not necessarily justification, but in relation to that, is that maybe Jack just knew about that already. Maybe Jack was already aware of this, and he just didn't want to be like, "This is my fault." Well, that's fine, but also it feels weird that he would withhold that information, though. Yeah, if he knew what was going on, and it and it, and it only started after he'd arrived. And he has nano genes. I would have hoped, if he was clever enough to put together that it's skin and bone that the masks are made of, that he would put two and two together. Yeah. But it's fine, I guess. I'm not going to dwell on it. It just annoys me. In yeah. this scene, too, I love the volcano day. Like, yes. A little, little callback. Oh, it's great. Well, I mean, well, it's not in this episode. I yeah, I guess. It's, it's more foreshadowing than callback. But. The uh, in at this point, it's just an analogy. Yeah, it's just a you know set your alarm clock for volcano de heart, and then the doctor turns that joke back on Jack. And he's yeah. like, you forgot to set your alarm clock. This is the end of everything. Yeah, it's you volcano need to. De. Which is this is because Jack is quite always quite a, a cocky, charismatic dude. Yeah, this is the doctor like putting him in his place and being like, you need to, you need to get the, serious for a moment because we have about an hour left. The relationship that they have, Jack and the Doctor, in this yeah. episode specifically, a lot of it feels like a test. That he fails. I mean, like, there's a, the Doctor makes a lot of comments. Like, like not to jump ahead to the very, very end of the episode, but when he gets into the TARDIS and he says, it's bigger on the inside, the Doctor's response is, you better be. Yeah. I don't... If this is a test, he's not passed it yet. It, it feels like... A lot of the doctor making comments about like it's volcano day, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff. It feels like it's his way of like sort of convincing Jack to do the right thing. Yeah, he's trying to to push him. Yeah, like morality wise to a to a yeah. Because like once he gets a sense that Jack, you know, the con was always the thing that yeah. was always his priority. After that. It really does feel like the doctor is just being like, oh, okay, so you are a shitty person. You are. You are. You are shitty as fuck. You're bad In man. a way You're to, bad, bad, bad man. you know, yeah, get him to sort of push him to just be like, actually, do the right thing this time. Please, just this once. Please, just everyone in just this once. Jamie's room, by the way. Ew. The creep factor. Did you see the door to that room? Of children's drawings. No, not, the, the, I didn't like notice it. The door is like a, a raw metal like like Jeez. like a like a vault door. Well, it would have to be like, to keep him like proper. Sit, look. If he can get through brick, he just smashes that stuff to powder. Be like opening a can of coke and he's out. That was a good noise. That was really good. Actually, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't mention it because it's weird to be like, I'm proud of a noise I just made. You but, seem oh. like you, 
impose coke can noise no no that was real yeah that that was that was my i was out the mouth baby (laughs) the dr jack and rose go to jamie's room yeah because it is jamie's room yeah that's they does the doctor know this i don't think the doctor is like actually aware of it but I'm pretty sure in um, the last episode when he's talking to Dr. Constantine, Dr. Constantine says something about maybe this room being Jamie's room. Because he sends it to its room, takes Rose and Jack up to the room, and then when Jamie shows up, it, he, it, it's played out as if the doctor made a mistake. It's like, oh, I sent him to his room. That's here. And then he turns around and he's like, okay, I've backed us in. Because if not, you've just backed yourself into a corner without a way out. Like, why would you do that? So it must have been a mistake, right? Okay, so in the last episode, um, when he's talking to Constantine. Yeah. Constantine says, um, listen to me, top floor, room 802. That's where they took the, the first victim, the one from the crash site. So obviously, I think it's like. So he knows that. He knows room 802 is the one to go to, like the room yeah. to investigate. I don't think he puts like two and two together until... Yeah, because otherwise, why yeah. would you put yourself in that situation? <laughs> yeah, so no, because yeah, he does kind of be like, ah, this is its room, you know? So yeah, it's like something he knew, but like, you know, just didn't, didn't connect the dots on, I guess. And there is, I mean, you don't get told that the kid is there immediately, but you do get Rose asking you know what the noise is and you you also hear jamie saying i'm here yep that's after the tapes ended and you know he's not he's not hiding from them there is there's no part of this of this child that is like hiding if anything it's a kid going i did what you asked me to do yeah and they're like if you've done that we're gonna die i mean that sort of like fits in with the whole like the thing is not only is this alien it's also a child yeah it's a bit of both in it and you can't you get the best of both worlds yeah it's like you know i mean you can't really reason with like children if they are young and also if they are like upset and scared which is what jamie is yeah that's the whole because the he's part chula right is that not the what he says at the end he's like a he's part chula warrior well that they repurposed him into one yeah yeah the nanogenes did yeah yeah that's what i'm saying so he's he's we don't see a chula warrior ever but there is part of that in him and that's why he's got all this these weird powers and stuff yeah because what does i think the doctor says something about how the the it's because it's like a a warship it's like a ambulance for a war for it doesn't just repair them it gets them into like peak condition for battle yeah and it's built to do that for this other race yeah and so just quickly because we've like jumped ahead quite a bit here that's fine i'm gonna steal your joke a little bit and i'm gonna say that like so we go back to nancy as well in this house is this Um, before he walks away yeah she does her best brienne of tarth impression is this the joke of mine that you're stealing yeah i can't believe you except i made it a bit funnier i mean it probably look i'm not i'm not not laughing she's like because She's because crying I, as Jamie walks away. I'm not... Oh. What? I understand that reference. I've not seen... I've seen three seasons of Game of Thrones and the first two episodes of season four as they aired. My, was my joke at a different bit? No, it was pretty much the exact same bit. And you were like me when the Lannisters <laughs> something. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, sure. Forgotten completely. So... Just just after this as well, the family... Because the all-clear siren is, you know, is sounded. Mm-hmm. So the family come back 
into the house into the house um and catch nancy in there like literally catch her you know red-handed yeah. and you know she reveals that the reason that the have all of this food on the table is because um this this guy is messing around with the butcher yeah and i you know could remember this last yeah week yeah when we were watching last week's episode and you know how like disney does the whole thing a lot where it's like disney's first gay character and then it's just like not at all yeah i was thinking it would be like really really funny if jack didn't say anything about being like kind of attracted to men until the second episode so that then this, this guy would be in the, like doctor who's like first you know sort of like openly gay character or whatever and then i forgot that his first like pretty much scene he's like excellent bottom to a man so well but th- this is what remedies the earlier part of the season when rose calls the doctor gay for taking a slap yeah we we gotta put two you gotta yeah two, two where the one you know you gotta have that before before that happens is the um the squareness gun the squareness that's gun. before we cut back to nancy yeah um and also the banana's a good line do you think eccleston saw that in the script or said it on the day and knew that it would sort of catch on because it's one of the it's it is definitely one of the quotable things that i've heard people reference is the banana's a good bit yeah like do you think that that's something he reads in the script and he goes okay that's gonna be a thing or on the day he he delivers it and he sees like you know the the uh, the rough cuts afterwards and he's like oh oh that's definitely gonna become something yeah but i think like because the banana thing is a thing that comes up again with moffat weirdly in um girl in the fireplace where the doctor's like always take a banana to a party oh yeah i always forget that's a moffat episode yeah excellent episode too. So good. but yeah like it's something about the way that like eccleston does that little like haha banana's a good bit compared to the way david tennant does it i'm like no you did it better the first time man like nothing yeah, against yeah. the way that david tennant does it how but just dare when he's you like, banana's a good and I, I still like it i also had this question this was this isn't specifically in the episode or any or at any point this is just a note from when i had this thought how did they find out that the mask was skin and bone did they just try and yank it off jamie and like pull his head shunk and he was like oh god it didn't come off because um, you would gra- or you would or you would pull it upwards to sort of peel it and his he, he'd just be like and like his head I would can't, go up i can't make another reference to scooby-doo but you know in the scooby-doo movie where there's like there's one part when in um monsters unleashed where Shaggy and Scooby go into the four ghost and uh, they accidentally like, you know, reveal that they are Scooby and Shaggy from Mystery Incorporated. Oh no. Shaggy starts pulling on like Scooby's face to, uh, you know, to be like, look, it's just look, a mask, me. man. Yeah. And it like, you know, pr- goes out like, were they doing that with him? I, I Probably. I imagine that's the only way to do it, right? So here's the thing that I think though about this. And that is like, what happened to Jamie? Was he hit by the bomb? Because if he was, he would have been shredded. He's like a little child. If a bomb well, had fallen on him, he would be in pieces. I think the bomb... The bomb doesn't explode, right? That's why it's an active bomb site, because they're waiting for it to go kaboom. But I don't think it's the Tula ship that did it to him, is it? No, but they put the Tula ship where the bomb is so that it explodes, or where it's going to... Jamie is killed a few days before it, okay? Because the, just the thing that but I they think confirmed is... that he was dead. It's just how did he get the injuries that he has? Because they're very straight, like, um, what they say, where the, the gas mask is fused to the face. Okay, so it, it burnt, probably, right? Yeah. And then they say that part of his chest is, like, caved in and stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. But then, like, the scar on the back of the hand. Shrapnel. That feels like a very, but, like, just one scar straight across the back of your hand. And it feels like a thing that, you know, is in the script to be like, oh, you would recognize it if someone had a scar. Yeah. The scars look bad. But they look terrible. Yeah. But, but that's, that's fine. Because they, they just look like wounds. 
another thing about the masks being skin and bone as well is that like it really puts context to those scenes where someone's face just transforms into them it's oh because in Cause this one you, would... you see the skin color change yep you see that you see the mask come out a bit fleshy first which is worse <laughs> like it wasn't bad enough it's way worse if now. it's like you know if the eyes part grow out of where the eyes are and if the mouth part comes out your mouth then all of those things would have to transform into bone, surely. There was a cool detail uh, with Jenkins later on in the episode. Yes. Uh, his mask, when he's when she sang the lullaby to him and it sort of drifts away, he's got like a line under the eye and it mm. looks like where a cheekbone would be. And I don't know whether it's a mistake, whether it's just, you know, a part of the rubber on the actual costuming yeah. that, that had an issue. But it's, it's placed... If it is on there, it's placed so well to almost look like a cheekbone that it's kind of scary to be like, oh, they've put that effort in. Yeah, I, I don't know how he got those specifically, but they, they confirmed that he was a dead kid, which is pretty dark. Oh, yeah. For, for a, you know, a kid's, a little kid's TV show. Oh, I have a note here. Gay scandal with the butcher uh, hyphen meat joke. Come on, then. Make one. No, you do. You do. You do. Me do. You do meat Make joke. Make meat joke. Yeah. Um... Gross out humour from girls is always funnier, we know this. Beef Wellington? More like we. <laughs> More like we? <laughs> no, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a joke where I say Weef Bellington and then but I'm like Weef Bellendington. Come on. But that's not my best work, you put me on the spot, so sorry. Butcher. Oh smug smuggling meat. Butcher? Smug- smug- I hardly know her. Ukraine. I barely know. <laughs> Three weeks on that still gets a laugh. That's, yeah, that's the a good one. Uh, this is this is its room, and then he turns around, and Jamie is stood there. Yeah, because it's like after that bit. Yeah. Oh, no, before this, it just <laughs> so when the doctor gets stressed, he just becomes racist. Apparently, yeah, he just to, insults other species. According to Rose, he's like, "I'm just going to start." What, does she say something at one point where she says, "Um, when he's stressed, he likes to insult species," and he's like, "Rose, I'm thinking," and she says, "He cuts himself shaving. He does a half hour on life farms. He's cleverer than." That's really quick. That's super quick wit. I know it was written. Don't even but lie to me. I don't imagine Rosa's being quick-witted, to be fair. Like, um, uh, I can't say anything, so shut up, all right? Yeah, it's true. You're, you are, me and you have a sense of humour that no one else at our table finds funny, which means either we are not funny or yeah. they are not funny. And I'm choosing to believe that it's they are not funny because I cannot, ha- my fragile ego cannot handle the possibility How would you that I'm night? not funny. That's true. Sometimes I big you up even when I don't want to, just because I know you need it. The doctor must be stressed all the time then. Yeah, because he's Cause just... Because he's kind of a... He's just a rude guy. He's a little bit elitist sometimes, a little Time Lord elitism. I'm going to go a little bit off topic a bit this episode, because I've, I've, I've had a few realisations okay. about the doctor. Uh, and the, the one that I, I will uh, get... I assume like the Eccleston doctor specifically, yes, right? Yes, I will get to it, in fact, later. I'll, I'll leave it for now. This is its room, right? If, the, if I turned round... After saying, this is its room. All dramatic the way it does. Delivered great. Thank you, Christopher Eccleston. I love you. Right? If I'd if I turned around and there's this little blonde zombie boy in a gas mask, I'd have swung. Yeah. He was like, I'm here. I'd have been like... Mm-hmm. The only thing that would keep him safe is that he's like out of reach. He'd have been like, I'm here. And I'd have grabbed Jack's gun and been like, not for long. <laughs> like, I'd have squareness gunned his head. The thing is that um, is kind of oh, like... See, that's what I've I've wrote down, right? Because and like, you could squareness gun someone in the torso, take a chunk just, of meat, and be like, "You could bill pot someone." You could make a beef burger. 
Wouldn't be beef, I guess. Yeah, you could bill pot someone with a gun like that. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Cut that bit. Spoilers um, for, what is that, nine seasons from now? 25 years of podcasting before we get there. Sounds about right. Yeah, the Doctor also grabs the gun as well at this point. And like we have said before... Everyone grabs the gun in this episode. Everyone has the gun at some everyone point Everyone has the, Well, everyone gets to do a square. Every- <laughs> everyone gets a turn. <laughs> Mum says it's Margot on the square and a gun. And just kills the brother. <laughs> so yeah, they they get out into the into the hallway, patch up the old hall behind them, which is nice. It's nice that they're like reseal that. Yeah. Not like I like to think that of course it's to keep them safe, but I like to think that a little bit of its politeness. It's like washing your mug after someone offers you a cuppa, and it's not your house, and you yeah, wash your mug like, afterwards. Like oh okay, it's cur- it's courtesy when you've got a square and it's going to put your square back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could make little oh, coasters. One second, I'm getting a phone call. Can't be asked anymore. <laughs> <coughs> With the podcast. Me yeah. either. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> and then this kid just punches the wall down. Oh, yeah. Haha, <laughs> Jamie, more like Kyle. Am I right, ladies? Is that white boy name? Yeah. Yeah, he just absolutely pounded a can of goth juice. <laughs> and then just went, Wah! and then <laughs> he like, I'm not going to do that. I'll insert the coke noise that I did before here. And then, and and then, so he, he does that to a just he just absolutely grabs every flavor of monster he can find, chugs them all down, and then he comes at the wall with some metal music and he just starts just starts pounding into it, pounding away with them Looney Tunes noises, just just psh, 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 until the wall breaks. By the way, I never noticed how much breaking through a wall like that looks like trying to get into a boiled egg, and the struggle is also the same. And that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> you know, like, um, when you start peeling all the shell off, it's like that, but he's taken off all, like, the uh, plasterboard and that. I don't eat boiled eggs. It was a lie for a purpose of the joke. Sorry. And now, and well, now, I don't really eat and, boiled eggs either. And now you've reached bo- <laughs> boiled eggs. <laughs> I don't really eat boiled eggs either, but now it seems like I eat them but, all the time. Yeah, but I've, I just haven't had them in, in years. And now I feel like I made a joke. But then you sort of went in a bit deeper into territory that I can't relate you to. You don't have the follow through for me. Sorry. <laughs> this this kid's like nine or so. Like four. They no, say. He is, not, he is not four years yeah, old. Yeah, they say that he's four years old. And I'm not like. Not true. My big thing um, sometimes like with young children specifically is that I never know how old to treat them. Because I never. I can't. I feel like, you know, when you have like young children like older than toddlers but before they're like you know sort of like 10 11 that age i feel like it's very hard to to tell how old a child is from looking at them so i never know how old to treat them and i'm always scared it's going to cause like an embarrassing situation where i talk to a child too immaturely there's an argument in this hallway about the sonic screwdriver uh yeah and the doctor says it's sonic totally sonic i am sonicked up they're just but right Here's the thing about Sonic. It just means sound. Yep, it the really reason, does. The reason Sonic, you know Sonic. Oh no! Sonic, you know Sonic. <laughs> Chili dog, you know Sonic, right? He, <laughs> you, you know he's called that because super fast sound. Yeah, bar- Sonic s- speed. Sound barrier breaking. Sonic sound. They're just going. My weapon's louder than your weapon. Do you think that the doctor calls it a sonic screwdriver because he just stole it from that little hedgehog? Because it makes things turn and it goes, beat, and that's it. That's the whole. You point. have an actual sonic screwdriver noise. It didn't record well. Did it not? No, that's so sad. I could find one online. Ugh, but at what cost? None. I could just rip it. I'm not going to. I just can't be bothered. 
I'm just too lazy for that. Um, do you know who eventually inhabits the the groves of Villengard? Who? Rusty. Oh, that's nice. Yep. I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Pating. I don't, I don't know why. Because I don't want the Pating to be in the the, garden, like, the Villengard, whatever it was. I don't want that. I just don't think that any single alien ever should be named after the sound my phone makes when it gets a notification. Look, the pating looks like it was dug out of a giant's belly button and just set free, and I hate Did that. Did you ever watch the Lilo and Stitch TV series? Yes. It looks like something from that. It looks like a monster it, yeah, of the week on yeah, the Lilo and Stitch does. TV series. Jack makes a lot of sense after this. Just, just everything he says about what to do next sort of getting out uh well, no it's when they're in the when they're in the room when they've the little star the room. room yeah because because rose just um grabs the gun and points it at the floor and while yells jack going and the doctor, down yeah while jack and Go the doctor down. are arguing she's just like you know what you know it'd be cool eight foot drop yeah do they only fall one story there because like jamie just punched through the floor there's a little um do you know what i think is like um a thing because like i've seen this show many times wouldn't have guessed. But now it feels like I am more actively watching it for the sake of the show. discussing. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of things that I'm noticing now. And one of those is uh, Moffat's little little things. Like, for instance, when Jack says about like, oh, who looks at a screwdriver and thinks this could be Marsonic? The doctor's like, never had a never had a long night, never had lots of cabinets to put up. And I'm sure River says something later, very similar about the doctor having a sonic screwdriver where she's like oh what are you going to do assemble a cabinet or something yeah just stop lingering on the word screwdriver just because it turns that's it yeah my sonic spinner like it surely like squareness gun first of all is a dumber thing than um sonic screwdriver but also that's basically just like that's just another tool that just removes a thing if i had a squareness gun i would make the weirdest textured chessboard ever just get squares from everywhere. I have like that. Do you think it stores the squares in there? No. Or do you I think it's a case of like take it out go, and then put it immediately back in? No, I would take it out. I would put the square on the floor. I assume I can, once I've taken this square. You can resize. You can't see it, but I've got like a, a balled up fist from me. I'm, I'm doing the more. I'm take, I take a square, yeah. Yeah. It's like when you dig up a block in Minecraft, you take it out, you put it somewhere else. You so put you it know, in your pocket. So you know, you. And then you pick it up, right? <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> And then you pick it up and you, you know, I'm not going to do that. Like you put it down somewhere and that is it. And that that's, you've begun. You're on your way to chess and you go somewhere else and you look, I don't know. Maybe it's a brick wall and you know, you whoa. See, we definitely didn't cut the noise and put it in again. Uh, then you, you take your brick wall and you know, you put that back down next to, next to what was your original wall. And I've got two different textures and you make, you make a chessboard of all these different squares. I don't know how to play chess. The special so features drain the battery. And do you know what? Rightfully, Rose is like the battery. Yeah. I feel like this kills the whole Spock vibe. Has Rose ever charged her phone? I imagine it just happens on the time. I don't think she point. needs to, but like with the special space battery. I like to think that just maybe like being in the TARDIS just does something. Can you, know? you can you imagine if she didn't if she, if she like she had to go home to charge it because the doctor doesn't have plug sockets? <laughs> imagine he doesn't if he doesn't have the right adapter. He does have plug sockets, but it's only European ones. <laughs> and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I know I've been coming to the UK for uh, ever, but but he is the, he is the thing. He's the he, kicker, he, Rose. He's you're, <laughs> you're never gonna believe this." <laughs> You need to go on Amazon and get an adapter. And Rose goes, what's Amazon? 
because <laughs> no one had heard of Amazon back then. I think Amazon was a thing in 2005. I think Amazon was a film. It just was wasn't. A a, it just then. wasn't like wide. It wasn't a widespread thing. Jack mentions his invisible spaceship again. So one woman confirmed he's that's definite now. Yeah, she was hanging from a barrage balloon. I had an invisible spaceship. I never stood a chance. Ooh, slab. and then even still, Rose gives her like Charisma. Rose gives him like another little look because she is just so so down for this man. Yeah, she she's got. And, like, the thing is, he is, like, revealed that, like, at this point... I mean, like, being a con man, I suppose, is not, like, a, being a bad criminal. Like, there are worse there, crimes than yeah, there's cons. Yeah, there's a little bit of white collar thrown in there. Yeah, but, like, she knows that he is a criminal. And she knows yeah. how the doctor feels about criminals. And even still, she is like, I will throw it all away for one night with this man. And and this is where my the, Rose mentions that the first time she met the doctor, she blew up where she worked. The doctor has a tendency... To explode. To... Not just to explode... To do, you know, I mean, he's done a genocide. Okay. Who hasn't? But he's also, even after that, and he's traumatized and all that sort of stuff, he will still do low level terrorist events just wherever, just cause. Yeah. He's like, we'll just blow the whole Well, even we'll whole even in this episode, he still is like, I'll have an explosion though. Yeah, just because he wants one. Yeah, and he's, well, he when he's like, for oh, good measure. Yeah, like, you know, history says there is an explosion. Who am I to argue with history? And Rose's response is, he normally you're the first, first in, in line. line. The thing is, though, like, so I think that you could just not do that explosion and that would have been fine because I don't think anyone would have been at that bomb site for it to be a fixed point. So it's fine. However, that's not yet because then we got a Nancy's hideout first. Yeah, we do. And um, can, I really want a typewriter, by the way. I'd love one. I um, used one before. I never had one, but I got to use one. It was um, very good. I was seriously debating getting the Lego one. Are you not going to? I think you should. Not to be an enabler, but I think you should. I'll see what happens. Like, it just looks cool. It I does. Would, I would do that. Um, this episode made the joke for me in this in this moment. Because uh, one of the kids who Nancy, uh, you know, like yeah. cares for, is typing a letter to his dad. Jim. Jamie says, I'm writing a letter to me dad. And then Ernie, who is the other kid, goes, you can't even read or write. And then in my mind, I was like, wouldn't it be really funny if after Jamie like hijacks a typewriter and you just see, are you my mummy? Are you it's my mummy? It's just scrolling it's, above it. Yeah. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was just a bunch of random letters and then it cuts to it and it's just a bunch of random <laughs> yeah. letters. And I was I like, know, oh my that God, too, that's yeah. so good. It's <laughs> like I started writing down how funny would it be? And then it cut to it and then it just was already there. And oh. I was like, oh, thank you episode. Thank this, you for making this, this joke for me. Kid. I'm so, I feel so bad for him. It's like, oh. You just can't read, all right. It seems like there's more kids at dinner than there is in this little hideout. Yeah, that Nancy there definitely has. is. Which, by the way, where is this? Because it just says Nancy's hideout. It's there. Yeah, you you need. Well, like, where is it? Look Nancy's harder. got shed money. Oh my god, you don't have shed money. So hard to watch someone else live your dream. <laughs> Which makes me annoyed because then you can know, you imagine? Jamie, Jamie hijacks the. Can you imagine if I was set up in the future? It's just Nancy's dirty little shed and you with a single Lego typewriter. I'm really annoyed. About this little, this rotten little, 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 uh, I just want to swear. I know that I can't because I'm at home, but I just want to call him all Say the bad names. it really names. quietly into the microphone. It's rotten little shit. <laughs> I'm telling your mum. No! <laughs> Jim has to start this letter to his dad just because Jamie's telepathetic and that's doing man nothing. Stop it, Jamie. Yeah. This kid's all, this kid's all regular, sentimental. Well, the way he's typing, he might be regular mental to be fair, but... Now he has to start his letter to his dad all over again. The thing is, what's okay. he to do? So the 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 thing the thing that allows Jamie to do this is the omcom, as they call it, which I can only assume stands for like omni communications. Yeah, because that's the only thing I think that makes sense. But 
how does that allow because the doctor says it's anything with a speaker grill how is that a typewriter that's how he's communicating with them like vocally i think that other than that he does also have surely he's got because he, he does it with the door that he's telekinetic i don't think they say this out loud but i mean so jamie goes dark phoenix and <laughs> starts just sorry starts, i didn't have the follow-through on he's that just one. like oh i'm gonna think in your direction no and then the door shuts and then the monkey starts like doing its symbols again oh oh i got so annoyed why because rose mentions the word flossing and i'm annoyed that dental floss was not the first thing that come to my head listen culture and the time that we live in is rotten and it's barbaric and it's moldy and it needs cleansing by Dettol before we can continue to live and that needs sorting out right rose, now rose says so the doctor and rose back at the hospital jack is gone and rose says he saved my life bloke wise that's up there with flossing I trust him because he's like you, except with dating and dancing. And then Rose turns around and the doctor's Fortnite dancing. Is he really? That's a joke. I wrote so he's many, flossing. I wrote so many notes that, that I... Uh, I didn't write that when many. I, when I said really right now, that wasn't a bit... <laughs> I was genuinely writing that many notes and I was like, oh, maybe he that's was... One of, that's like, one of the jokes. Maybe he was turning around. You know when I said I have two jokes in here that I think are gold... That is one of them that I thought was so funny. And I'm just stupid. Yeah. And thought that maybe, maybe like, he did. Maybe she he turn, did I She it. turns around and he literally is flossing because the episode's called The Doctor Dances. Look, the best thing that Fortnite ever did was have Kelsier in there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Who had who? Kelsier. Who's Kelsier? He's the one that uh, absolutely wrecks Tresting in the prologue to Mistborn. There's a point here that's awful. Why are you whispering like that? I didn't like that. Awful and scary. This bit is so terrifying that I will just let you watch it and and then we'll and then we'll talk about it. How are you speaking to us? I'm calm. I can call anything with a speaker grill. Now there's a coincidence. What is? The child can omcom too. He can. Anything with a speaker grill, even the TARDIS phone. What? You mean the child can phone us? Doctor, can you hear that? Loud and clear. I'll try to block out the signal. The least I can do. Coming to find you, mommy. Remember this one? Terrifying. Hit it. I, so horrible. I would burn the phone. I would I'd burn the boy. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> I would light him on fire and wonder if I'm going to smell burning flesh or burning rubber. I don't care what it is, but as long as it's burning, I'm fine. There is something um, that is really, really, really terrifying about that. And I'm just going to go off on a little story here Do to it. tell you a little thing. Yeah. And uh, one time I was at home. I was just chilling. Probably. I was playing The Sims. I'm not going to say probably. I was playing The Sims. And... Um, I was just, yeah, I was just sat downstairs, like, middle of the day. And then all of, and Luke was at work. And all of a sudden, I just hear his voice being like, what are you doing? And I absolutely, like... Is this because of the, the the ring camera and the Amazon Echoes and stuff? Yep. Because apparently the, the camera that was... You can li- view you live, right? Yeah, it was like doing. the camera that was in the living room to, like, watch the dogs has, like, an intercom on it. And apparently, like, it, he'd got a notification that, like, it needed an update. And when he opened the app, he could, like, you know, before he updated it, he could see me sat there playing video games. And he was just like, what are you doing? And I'm in the house by myself. And all of a sudden, a voice starts talking to me. Oh, my God, I hit the ceiling. <laughs> um, It's actually, this is this scene here is actually a little bit before the Doctor and Rose start dancing. But the Doctor has a great line um, in here, which I don't know if you caught that. They're talking about, you know, dancing. And yeah. the doctors are like, uh, well, Rose is like, oh, you know, have you got moves? All this sort of thing. And the doctor says, 
Rose, I'm trying to resonate concrete. Yeah, I wrote that down. I said, stop <laughs> flirting. <laughs> so funny. I'm going to, next time, next time I'm approached by anyone at the pub, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, hey, I'll put on the, wait, I'll put on the charm. Give me a second. Oh, okay. Hey, you want to go resonate cement? <gasps> Stay there. And then I'll turn around again. I'll say, hey, you want to go resonate concrete? And she'll squirt to oblivion. <laughs> On behalf of all women <laughs> everywhere, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Not even all women, all people. <laughs> On account of everyone, Doctor Who rewired to use a formal apology for that <laughs> statement. You know, you know when people um, are trying to tell you that like a thing is good or whatever, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, um, you know that tickles my pickle or whatever." When like those are the things, like, "Oh, that resonates my concrete." So Jack saves them in the end. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, he brings him up to the old spaceship. He's just like, hi, you're on my ship now. And I'm like, this seems claustrophobic before. This seems so much worse. But Yeah, like person. with two people in there, it was bad enough. With three people in there. I hate that. Oh, no. It's, it's like it. me trying to have a party at my house. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to these episodes back just because I like to hear the finished product. Like at least one yeah. time. And I listen to these and I'm like, God, Tyrese is so funny and he's so good at doing voices. And he says such like funny little uh, little interjections I always and stuff. feel like cutting my voices because I'm... I'm fine with hearing my own voice, but hearing myself do a voice oh, no, is way more work. cringy to me. The thing is, you do all of this, and I'm like, this is good yeah. and entertaining, and yes, very nice audiences will eat this up. And then I just come in and I'm like, well, actually, in this one big finish story all this time, ha! <laughs> and I'm like, stop, Katie. Stop. No. You, you are like if if the girl from The Ring was involved in uh, the uh, Rachel McAdams' character in Mean Girls. <laughs> That's <laughs> your persona. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's anyway, get back to this. Where are we um, so, yeah, uh, the, on, we're aboard Jack's ship and um, he heals the doctor's hands. He does. With his. Um, what was wrong with the doctor's hands? Um, he burns them on the TARDIS console uh, when they are, like, at first, I think, when they're chasing the um, the chiller ship through the vortex, which is a thing that I had to go back and look up. Oh, yeah, that's that's a stretch asking you to remember something so little. I think that the thing is that, like, for a week, what really would have been better, I guess, what would have been like, what? This episode was written by Stephen Moffat and directed <laughs> by James by Hawes. James Hawes. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> there's nothing like being prepared and ready to record, is there? Um, Not at all. But like, yeah, I feel like what would have, I guess made more sense to do but also would have been clunky as hell and i see why they didn't do it would to have the doctor be injured in some way in this immediate scene but then i also don't like the idea of the doctor getting injured unless it's serious i I would have been okay if he landed on the ship and whilst he's having a talk he's looking around the ship and burns himself on something because the doctor is you know yeah like he's like to figure out where he is what's going on what kind of ship it is like he would be doing those things if he touches something that's hot you know you know when you get food and we go to the pub and they say don't touch the plate it's hot and you're and then I'm immediately like touch the plate you're like "Mm," and I can can see it I can see the cogs turn your brain of like in about a second and a half I'm going to just reach over and ah that's hot that I got such a gnarly burn at work the other day oh sorry I've got a tiny burn from the lasagna oh I I had a very was it lasagna I was making lasagna yesterday do you know what as well my mum said that it was the best one I'd made so far and you, are you missed it. Are for you not lying? Are you no, joking? Jen, ask her later on before you leave. I hate you so much. You were the one. I was fine. Okay, no, he, okay, so he has, he has a point. So then we get to the bomb site, right? Yeah. When they walk into the bomb site, they play a unit music. 
for like for like five seconds. It's such a short. Do you know what of I time. think it sounds like? It's the. It's also a bit torchwoody. Oh, I, I, I imagine they take that military esque feel over. To well, Torchwood. when I was looking through, as someone who hasn't seen the show, when I was looking through trivia for this show, it said, well, for this episode, it said that um, they play part of the Torchwood theme in the reconnecting barbed wire scene, but I didn't notice any music there. Um, so I don't know where that is. So if anyone does know where that is and they want to let me know, then that's fine. Because, like, I, I've seen enough Torchwood that I can recognise, like... The theme. The themes, yeah, I, I don't know. I've ever heard the Torchwood theme, unless they do play in, like, a Jack episode later they, on in Doctor they Who. They play a bit of it in a scene that I think is, like, so, so good. And it's one of my favourite pieces of music that exists in Doctor Who. But I'm not going to talk about it now because it's huge spoilers. Okay. Even just to talk about the context of it, so I'm not going to. Right, fine. Um... Yeah, I, okay, so they go to the crash site, but Nancy is also at the crash site as well. They just, you know, happen to both be here. And um, Nancy can't be very stealthy considering she's been there, you know, she gets there and is immediately, like, detained. Oh, yeah, pretty much immediately. She must have got here and gone, I'm here, and that's where <laughs> Jamie gets it from. It's genetic, the, the phrase, I'm here. So, like, the thing is, is that, they you know they capture her they chain her up yeah she is kept with um jenkins who is this soldier who is mid like transformation yeah yeah he's on his way out yeah and at one point the other officer says algie yeah algie he says watch her jenkins and then jenkins says yes mummy and then algie's like mm-hmm, what and uh, then Jenkins says, sorry, sir, I don't know what's the matter with me. I have a whole thing about this where I'm like, how much do people know about what's going on here? Like, the military doesn't know about it. But then I'm sure Dr. Constantine has a line in the last episode about... Um, there being cases outside of the hospital. Yeah, something about how like someone's going to drop a bomb on it to cover it up. And then he yeah. says, like, I suppose it's too late now or whatever. And the doctor's like, yeah, you know, like there's um, infections all over London and stuff. So... Do the military know about this? Because, like, surely Dr. Constantine probably tried to inform someone about this because he seems like he's got something about him, you know? It's so... one of those, like, script inconsistencies that when you when you realise it, the whole thing kind of falls apart. Yeah, like, I mean, I think that it's one of those because things... it's also not a required line. You don't have to say that this, in, like, you know, cases outside of the hospital. Yeah, because, like, I, um, I think it's one of those where I think so much of this episode is so good. And so yes. much of these, like, the, yeah. well, like, the story as a whole, like, both parts. So much of it is so good that when a little thing like this is said, I go, hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Because I don't want to have, like, nitpicky I don't wanna, things. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that there's isolated ca- isolated cases. I don't want it. Keep um, it. It's yours. So anyway, that's where we are. Nancy's Nancy's being held with this guy, this guy Jenkins. And he, he does, like, a horrible... Oh, Jenkins, uh, we mentioned the actor's name earlier. His name is Martin Hodgson. Sorry, when I said that there, I just had a moment of like, you know, Fight Club, whereas like his name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He puts everything into this transformation. He's in this episode for like four seconds. Yeah. Oh my God. He. He seems like he is suffering, right? He he must have been like, so what? He's on maybe one, maybe two pages of script total throughout this episode. 
And as someone who I can guarantee you probably was n- was paid nowhere near as much as anyone else on this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's literally just this one scene. Yeah. So through everything into it, his his face, the the struggle, the the, the even when he when he says what's happening to me, that like he is scared. It's so good. I think it's right at the end. I love it. Right, right before he transforms. And Nancy's like, oh, do you have a wife? Do you have kids? Like, you know, what's your name? All this kind of stuff. And he's he's just, he's trying to say, what do you mean? And then the yeah. mean transforms into the word mummy. And he's horrible, the one, horrible, horrible. he's the one, uh, is he the transformation that we see or is his off screen? No, um, his is off screen. Because Nancy starts singing as soon as he. Yeah, it's it's Algie who is the one who we see, which by the way, horrible transformation but, from so, him so here's another thing jack is aware of what's happening I'm, I'm i'm just sort of when i watch this i'm trying to get a, a gauge of what jack does and does not know okay so if jack knows that the masks are, are skin and bone then he knows kind of what's going on he knows that a mummy th- the mummy thing if you know what's going on to that extent you know that the mummy thing is a recurring pattern well i think as well that like jack but then, but then algae calls him mummy and he doesn't click on he's like what and jack still st- like algae says mummy and Jack's like, no, it's me. And he's like, are you my mummy? And Jack's like, no, it's me. And then he transforms. And Jack's like, oh my God, but if you knew that the skulls... He says it three that... times to him. Exactly. And like, if you knew that the, the, the masks were flesh and bone, surely you knew this much, that them saying mummy means they're on their way out. The thing is, I don't even think that's a thing that you know as in you need to be told or anything. I think that's just a, like you get it from context. Well, That's exactly. like, I don't think anyone needs to explain to you that a Dalek says exterminate before it's going <laughs> to kill I'm, you. All I'm trying to figure out here is whether or not Jack is being an idiot. And if the answer's yes, great. If the answer's no, also fine. I mean, it, eh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say yes, just because of his character development. But again, it's kind of like, it feels like he knows what a Tula warship is, but he doesn't have a single idea about what it does. Yeah. So like Jack's Jack's right, knowledge is very hearing. inconsistent. <laughs> selective hearing for a time agent. Not in like a not in an inconsistent writing way, just in a, I feel like just Jack is a person who just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Algi does the transfer. I just wanna wanna mention really quickly okay. uh when the Doctor and Rose were dancing in the in a few a few scenes ago. Uh BBC could could really only afford uh Glenn Miller. That's the song that plays on that radio too. Either that or we just really love Glenn Miller. Maybe it's just Glenn Miller. What? Maybe it's just the Glenn Miller of it all. That like Jack is a fan of Glenn Miller, oh. and that's all he but has this, in his library. No, this radio was in the room. Yeah, but he was playing it from his ship. Was he? Yep. Okay. I yeah, he's that. he's playing it from his ship because he says he can do like omcom as well. And then um, when the kids like, are you my mummy? I can okay. I can find you. Right. Um, I'm, I'm fine with that in that case. Yeah. Uh, Jack take says. Take it back. Uh, he says something and he's like, I can't stop him, but I can like shut it down. And he's like, do you remember this one, Rose? And then he. Right. He I'll have been that. writing another note when that happened. I stand corrected. That's that's okay. Is this when we reattach the barbed wire? Um, <laughs> Just about. Yeah. So after this, um, no, because after this, after Algae transforms, the doctor's like, do you hear singing? And they free Nancy with, you know what? He told the Sonic to shush a few weeks ago and it did. You're not ever going to drop I'm that, not, are you? No, because it's stupid. I don't care, right? Look, this show has a lot of dumb stuff that I let it get away with. Let me have this one thing that I can get mad about, okay? Now, how much technology do you, if I, you know, like, shh. There you go. I told my mic to shush and it did. Happy now. Like, 
the idea. Oh, that was so sonic, bro. The, the idea. Shut up. The idea. <laughs> the idea that that the sonic screwdriver is listening terrifies me. You just told your co-host to shush, and she did. Yeah. Oh, it's because I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> it's like an Alexa, though, right? Yeah. I also feel I, d- I don't know why I feel like saying this. If you've watched all, you know, this is the tenth one. If you've watched or listened to all ten of these, these are jokes. <laughs> me, me and Katie don't don't actually hate each other this much. <laughs> At least I know she doesn't hate me this much. The 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 hatred I have for you. I live is, in the suspense. Is legitimate. Like we don't actually hate each other. No, I would say we're quite good friends. Yeah, you would. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Because you need him more than me. <laughs> yeah, so so when... He doesn't tell the Sonic to shush this time. That's why I'm annoyed. Because like, if you're going to introduce that as a feature, use it. Please. What? Wait, the, sorry. The I Sonic just... shushing. He's, oh my god, he's, he's still on the Sonic n- yes, shushing. Yes, I am, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to leave You'll it. You'll still be on look, the Sonic I'm not shushing gonna in season seven. Sh- I, it's weird how the Sonic screwdriver is just this piece, this tool, and yet he does it to shush and it does. You are also a tool. I tell you to shush and you don't. What's all that about? I'm sick. Let me get this out, okay? He sells the Sonic screwdriver to shush a few weeks back. It does. It's like, yes, mister, of course I will. And then this time he goes in and Nancy's like, you got to be quiet because this is technically my son inside. He's gonna try and kill me if he wakes up. And the doctor goes Spoilers. in. Shut up. The doctor comes in. <laughs> what did I say? The doctor comes in and he's like, okay, full volume. And like, she said it needs to shush. He could have been like, shh. And it would have because it takes commands. And it's just, look, right? It- Nancy sings to a man <laughs> whose face is a gas mask made out of bone. And that works, all right? I'm still not okay. You can, you can, you can, that's fine. Here's a point. Could you hit them in the head so hard they go unconscious? Surely, right? There's still a brain in there. Dunk. Yeah. In fact, they've got brain damage, so surely it's easier to to send them to send them <laughs> a kick. They've all got like collapsed lungs. Just start smoking and <laughs> just light up a cigarette. And then you'll be fine. <laughs> in the gas mask. Wait, if you... I know you couldn't you know, do you it. You know those gas masks that you see? Like, I every time I've been to London, I always see so many of them on, like, you know, stars in, like, Camden and stuff. Yeah. Where it's, like, a gas mask and then has a bong attached to the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you... If you smoke a cigarette through a gas mask, does it make it healthier? Yeah. Filters all the bad stuff out, doesn't it? I've, I n- I've never seen gas masks look like this. Like, whenever I see a gas mask, it always feels like it's this big mechanical sort of Do you know, horrible, heavy-looking thing with a bag on it sometimes. And, like, I've never seen them looking, like, sleek, I think I that the only thing that is scarier than, like... And I mean, when I say gas mask, I mean, you know, like, these kind of, like, war these, time... Yeah. Because, ga- like, the gas masks that we have now, you know... With, like, the visor, the, the whole yeah, face visor like and the, the one Yeah, it's, like, the visor valve. and then, yeah, and it's, like, kind of offset. Yeah. That's fine. But the only thing that looks worse than these 1940s ones is, like, you know, the Mickey Mouse ones that they did for kids. Oh <gasps> yes, no, I have seen. They yeah. are yeah. nightmare inducing. And I'll I can put only... one on screen for YouTube viewers now. Whoa, there it is. Scary, and it's gone. Scary. You know, we're all at the crash site here. The the gang sort of all gets back together, and now it's time to deal with the problem. I want to know: is it, is it just barbed wire? It's um, it's barbed wire. Yeah. No, I mean, like, is it so the Sonic can put barbed wire back together? But is it just bar- Is it any kind of wire? So it says uh, setting 2428D of the Sonic reattaches barbed wire. Okay, so what does 2429D do? Because is that is that resonant concrete? Is that, is 
can I can I reattach string? Could I could I reattach? Could I could I put my shoelaces together to make one la- longer lace that is loop, um, that is loop now? If my leather strap breaks, can I patch this leather back together with this sonic screwdriver? Um, oh, yeah. Well, in the script, the doctor gives Rose the screwdriver and says, "Setting two thousand four hundred twenty-eight D." And then Rose is like, "What?" And the doctor just says, "Reattaches barbed wire." So I imagine it. It just, you know, how do you maybe sense? you're gonna press the the button so many times? Maybe two thousand four hundred twenty-eight is like the main setting, and then the one afterwards is what it does. The barbed wire subset. Yeah, so like two thousand four hundred twenty-eight A reattaches something else, and like B does something else, and C does something else. You know. I don't know why I'm trying to legitimize this. It's a device that shushes when you tell it to. This is where this is the exposition dump, right? Yes. The big, the big horrible expo dump that this episode has, and I'm going to defend it with my life. Go on then. Okay, no, this is where they reattach the the barbed wire, though, right? Yeah. Oh, is this what we're talking about, with Nancy and Rose? No, I was talking about after this, but that's. Oh, fine. okay. I was going to say just this is the next scene where Rose does something that I'm pretty sure you are not legally allowed by the rules of time travel to do because she's learned nothing from the events of Father's Day. Oh, she just tells her outright what happens in the future. Yep. She goes. She's by the like, way, we win. England wins the war. We win. Yep. Take that. And she just says to Nancy, "Don't tell anyone." Who would believe Nancy? But like, if Nancy was like, "Oh, we're gonna win, we're gonna win the war," uh, some oh yeah, of some course. woman from the year two thousand five told me. Well, that's the thing, you know. It's like the the unbelievability clause. But the way that I think about this is that like Nancy cares for a lot of children. That's and true. like after the events of this episode, why would she stop doing that? I assume like she would still go back yeah. and care for them yeah. still. And the war's not over yet. Like, there's still a couple of years of the war to go on. So, like, and there's one there's one little girl who is, like, in Nancy's gang who looks like she's, like, you know, very, very, very young. Imagine if Nancy was like, could you tell me when the war's going to... Just so I know when I can stop dealing with all these kids. Yeah, right. So like, just, just, just give me the day. Just give me the date just, and time. I don't, I, I don't need the date. Just the month and the year. Please. Please. It's 1941, right? Yes. God, imagine if I was, like, four years and she's like, oh, for Jesus Christ. I don't. She's like, I've got to deal with Jim and Ernie for far more years. <laughs> so tell me what, what to and what not to cut. That is my power. is the exposition dump. I like it. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with it because it's, it's also a figure out it's not just a, It's not just a he knew what was going on all along. You're, you as the viewer need to know this. It's a, oh, I've finally seen the silo thing, the ambulance. Now I know what's happening and I'm filling in the people around me. I think that there is a couple of very very good bits in here specifically this whole speech is great but this first part where he's talking about nano genes and and what you know what it did it found a dead kid it thought this is what a human is meant to be and then and then it went off to try and fix every other um, human that did not look like this there's the part where um the doctor says life's easy a quirk of matter nature's way of keeping meat fresh yeah which that's is cool. very good that's a great line because you see, now they think they know what people should look like and it's time to fix all the rest and they won't ever stop. And then my personal favourite bit, there isn't a little boy born who wouldn't tear the world apart to save his mummy and this little boy can. I think that's very, very good. Yeah, that's... Oh, and delivered well. It's, it's pretty chilling, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because in, in, a, in a, like it's, you know, when you're a child, that is true. You're like, I will do anything. 
Yeah, well, like, think about, like, a kid having a tantrum and then give that kid having a tantrum superpowers. And that's what Jamie is. Don't want and that. that's terrifying. Make it go away. He is, he is a thing. When the, uh, you know, when the, the gas mask people are approaching. Yes. And I just, I just find. Oh, like the crowds from the distance. Yeah, yeah. I just find this quite odd in general. Nancy shouts Rose first. Yeah, she does. The thing, the only thing that I can think about as to like why that is what happens. She's is the that, most normal of the three. I think it's just that like Rose specifically comforts her. Like Rose specifically is the one who is like. Like in her demeanor in the way that she is. Well, she does the thing that the doctor normally does, right? Where she's like, I'm just going to give you a little bit of hope. I'm just going to like. Well, I mean, I guess that's just her learning from from the doctor, which is fine. Yeah. But I, I just thought she has had multiple, like like two or three run-ins with the doctor at this point. Surely he's the most familiar to you. When you see something, you go to who you perceive to be the the clever one who is helping as much as he can. Are you saying that Rose isn't the clever one? Are you saying Miss No GCSE is no A levels? No comment. No comment. Is <laughs> no comment. the clever one? No comment. No um, comment. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, when all of the armies. Um, you know the gas mask army is approaching i just want to note that the absolute creepiest ones to look at are the ones in like the um 1940s nurses outfits yes with the like the red cross the little like apron those and the uh the florally dressed ones the floor like in floral dresses or whatever those ones scare me uh the dressing gown ones not so much the ones with dressing gowns and the little perm coils or whatever they're called in not a huge fan is about um seeing people you know like when something's not right about people like something's off they're not quite human they don't look something about them also being nicely dressed makes that kind of freakier in my opinion i encountered a character in the book that i'm reading the other day it was like an hour-long chapter because it was this this book is so long it has interludes so between you get the book itself is split into... F- Have I mentioned you're an insane person? Yeah, the book itself is split into five parts and between each part you get an interlude which is normally three or four chapters uh, to, that are dedicated to either side characters that you don't normally get points of view from or brand new ones. And this this girl's called yes. Lift. Um, called what? Lift. Yeah, she's an edge dancer. And so she... I'm not going to spoil any of this for people who do read Stormlight stuff and might not be as far. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coming to a Doctor Who podcast and having a book spelled for you. But there is a character that we don't get the name of that uh, she just refers to as Darkness but the, and, he, and he's trying to get to her because she's like 13. She's being chased by Darkness but the way that he speaks and moves is like he's not exactly running but he's not walking either and he does not speak with any emotion and he's dressed in all black and I'm like, that's kind of terrifying. When you're 13, if that man is trying to get you... Horrible. Horrifying Horrible. thing. Hate it. But that's the sort of... The, the, that, that's the creep fact that I get. Nothing Uncanny Valley. That stuff does, sort of doesn't bother me too much, but... I'm very on the fence about the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. I don't think it, like, actually... Is scary. Scares it's me. more it's, unsettling yeah. than it is. Like, freaky. There is a, a, a second big reveal of the episode. There is, which you spoiled earlier. But we'll get into it. They've seen it by now. We could have been saying it all episode. It doesn't matter. I know. I know why I'm like, dancing I like around it suspense. now. Okay. You know what? Screw your suspense. Nancy is the boy's father. <laughs> um, I started. I started with father, and I got like you know a part way into the F. Was going to change to mother, and then was like, no, you've done it now. So Nancy's Nancy's Jamie's dad. Um, speaking of Jamie's dad, this was a piece of trivia that I had written down for last week, and I'm going to bring it up now. Okay. Um, but I couldn't say it last week because it was a spoiler. Yeah. But um, apparently in like a first draft or whatever of this script, like the initial idea 
was a target the, novel for these would be amazing i think one exists you know i think for like one part i don't know that'd be strange i don't know but um jamie's dad was supposed to be german and that was like part of the reason why she lied to him yeah that was like part of the like the shame and the reason why she had to hide the fact that like she was his mother yeah i don't know how i feel about that like being cut like keep that in maybe i don't know like i think it's conjecture because the episode works fine without it but i I think that that it becomes uh a place or at least from a writing perspective uh how she got pregnant that many years ago does not matter yeah that's like when she was She'll have been, if she's 20, 21 now, she'll have been, what, 16, 17? Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's what the doctor says, right? Yeah. Well, how old were you, 15, 16? Yeah, so, like, I don't think, especially at that age, I don't think it, like, it, especially once you've had the baby, the, the, the pressing issue of this episode is that, you know, we need to try and save the kid. No yes. one's being like, Nancy, why did you do that? How could you? Please, anecdote now. Like, that's not, it's not important to the episode or the runtime. So I'm, I'm fine that it's cut. I understand the depth that it gives, but I mean, it's not required. Uh, Jack uh, Teppelot's out. Yes, he does. Teppelot's away. Um, what do you think of him just popping off? I mean, the thing is, it's on trend. Go off, sis, and then he goes off, sis. It is very much on trend. Um, so, like, okay, fine. I am. Uh, I think it's bad for the people around him, but it's great for you know development. Oh yeah. I think for Jack as a character. Cause, cause, I don't know. I, I think, I think at this point, Jack is a character that that they've written. He's a character that as clearly is fun to write, and he. I, I doubt he's a Moffat creation. I think he is a a a, a Russell a Davies. Yeah, a Russell Davies yeah. thing that Moffat was told to include or was put in during the final script edit because Russell Davies, as showrunner, like, oversees all that stuff. Um, to, that's why you get. Oh, I feel like you can. I feel like you can definitely tell the Russell T Davies. Yeah, yeah. In of him, it, of it all. In fact, I think that Jack is the one thing in these episodes that doesn't feel like a Moffat thing. Y- yeah, no, I agree. I think that there there does seem to be this. Not that they don't know what to do with him, but they haven't figured all of his um sort of glitches and bugs out yet. In that he's not the final version that you get because he ditches here, but. And it's not like over seasons time like we get with Mickey and his bravery and and you know yeah. his cowardice sort of fades away. With Jack, it's in episode in just episodes he becomes one of the most courageous people ever. Versus now when he's like, I'm going to get out of dodge for my. Do you own think sake. it's like courage though, or selfishness? What he does, or do you think it's just a case of like the Doctor makes him feel that shitty about it that he just kind of goes that. like, okay, fine, I'll clean up my own mess. The Doctor's being ruder to 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 smaller people. I think that it's more a case of when he when he is talking to him, when he does talk to him, he's not making fun of him. He's trying to show him like the reality of what's going on. And I think it's Jack who's rejecting that more so than just, just sort of dancing around it. The doctor's saying, here's what's happening. It needs to stop. It's actually really serious. And Jack's the one that is avoiding that yeah. completely. So Well, maybe, that's all the volcano day yeah, jokes. But maybe yeah. it's not cowardice. Maybe it is selfishness because those are two different things, but they show quite similar attributes. Stop texting your sister. Sorry. She just sent me a funny text. <laughs> Did you notice Jamie doing weird things with his hands when he's at the front of the... He's like bending fingers like yeah, doing I one saw it division for a second. stuff. <laughs> I was like, yo, Scarlet what? I 
thought that he well because when he was first doing it i thought he only had four fingers on one hand scarlet witch more like noir wizard yeah so you thought he only had four fingers yeah i thought he only had four fingers yeah just with one of the ways that you did no, it no i thought he was like just bending it and i was like has anyone told him to do this or is this kid like method acting or like like this this kid obviously he's not four he's a bit older than that yeah quite a bit older than that but if he wasn't told to do that that's I don't very know if, good don't know if he's been in anything else since but could have gone far <laughs> one of my notes just says this is heartbreaking it is right when he's like are you my mummy and she's like yes i'm I your mummy and he just your mommy. and he just goes mummy i will like, always be your mummy you're reading it direct I'm reading it direct, but that is what she says. Yeah. Also, um, after this, Rose is like, oh, what's happening? Um, and she's like, oh, doctor, it's changing her. And the doctor goes, shh. Does he? Is he shushes <laughs> Rose, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's going on? And the doctor's like, shh. Have you seen the episode of Sunny yet? Rude man who shushes, please call. <laughs> I mean, I've probably seen it, but I don't... <laughs> and they keep getting calls from people and they just they pick up the phone and they just hear, shh. And then the phone goes off and they're trying to find a rude man who shushed them at a bar once. And they put posters up being like, rude man who shushes, please call. Yeah. I, I like the doctor's optimism. Yeah, I do as well. It's really, it's really nice to see him smile for once. Not that he doesn't smile constantly. But when he gets dark, I'm like, oh no, please I like, don't stay bleeding. I like the fact that like the one thing that the doctor's like, Oh, I'm so glad this kid survived. It's for pop music. Bombs like, are this falling. Is the thing. Bombs are falling now. But when 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 NSYNC hit the hit the in the sixties, yeah, nineteen sixty one. But I don't think was it pop music in the sixties, the swinging sixties. Um, I don't know. God, wait until like he retro... said twenty years. I wonder what the number one what was wait, like. Wait till he's like forty, and you get like all the retro synthy stuff coming. Oh yeah, he'd love that. And Jamie's gonna be like, that strange man was right music's banging because um, that's how jamie's gonna talk because his his mom's not gonna let him have the accent the uk number one <laughs> in 1961 yep. was moon river wider than a mile and he's gonna be like whipping and and you know i don't know what people say because i'm i'm basically an old man in a young man's body I, what getting crunk I, what's he gonna do a- apparently wooden heart by elvis presley was the biggest selling single of 1961 though so oh, it's like, gonna be crunkalicious they crunkalicious i'm gonna get crunkalicious next week at your birthday please don't say that on air and when anyone asks what i'm doing i'm gonna be like i'm getting crunkalicious the nano jeans yep uh, I th- they are like daytime TV. They're like the Murray, the Jerry Springer, the Jeremy Carver. You are the boy's mother. And then and then everyone raises their hands and go crazy and they rip the mask off his face. Imagine if he hadn't healed yet and they just ripped his face off his face. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like still kind of burnt on. It's like it's like and Velcro. he just has to walk around looking like Harvey Dent for the rest of his life. See, if Scooby Doo taught me anything, it's if you don't trust anyone even in the slightest, you rip their face off in Sorry. front of a bunch of people. That's my thing, by the way. What Scooby Doo? about Scooby do shut up <laughs> i can scooby do if i want oh you <laughs> you scooby don't sir. <laughs> i was gonna say next time i bring up scooby do scooby don't so the doctor says that he's gonna blow up the the, uh, ship. the ship anyway because it had to explode yeah it's gotta go right yeah it's just it's just gotta it's just gotta go jack takes the bomb tells rose that he loves the t-shirt and then just flies into space he does um, and then the doctor heals everyone else. Constantine comes back for a hot minute. Yeah. And we get one of my favourite bits. The um, best line maybe in this oh, whole first season. Yeah. When he the doctor goes, 
just you know when people ask about this just tell them how good of a doctor you actually yeah, were because because the nano genes have like yeah completely healed everyone who was infected yeah and then and then this old lady comes up and is like my legs grown back and he's just like yep he says well there is a war on is it possible you miscounted Imagine you've had a leg amputated and then it grows back and a doctor's gaslighting you. Imagine <laughs> the like first time th- it wasn't even like, you know, the reason that she went into hospital was because she needed the amputation in the first place. And then as far as she's concerned, she gets to this hospital. They cut her leg off. She blacks out for a while and then suddenly she's got two legs again. She was she was there for a, like a seasonal, a seasonal flu jab. <laughs> and then she wakes up with no leg. And Constantine's like, she only came in for a flu jab. Why is she missing a leg? And one of the surgeons is like, what? And he turns and there's this one guy there with like shrapnel all over his leg. And it's just, and he's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, we've missed up, we've shit, mixed up shit, two patients. Shit, shit. <laughs> I like the, um, we've already talked about the usually, for, usually you're the first in line joke that comes from yeah. Rose here. Uh, I think, and I mentioned this to you, that this is our first fully space. It is, but we, you missed the iconic line of this episode. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this once. Just this once. Everybody, Everybody lives. lives. And that's true. I've got no one to add to the Docky Who death count for both of these past two episodes because everybody lives. Uh, yeah, there's not a single name going on that sheet. Have we? Have you been keeping that up through Father's Day too? Yeah, it's ever present. Okay, no one dies in Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I think I might have gravely miscalculated. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one guess. He dies <laughs> in Father's Day. One guess. Who's that corpse? It's the priest. Who's that corpse? It's Pikachu. It's Pete Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the TARDIS, the doctor says that everybody lives and then Rose is like, what about Jack? Dr. Ross says, I could use more days like this. And I'm like, oh, you struggling boy. Oh, oh, my sweet summer child. This man is just begging for one drop of serotonin. You know, you know those days where you just want a chicken nugget? It's it's those days. Just one. And yeah, well, because it not like okay, because it would fix your day. Like you don't need all of them, but like if someone was like, "Oh, I've just bought some nugs. You want to nug?" I'd be like, "Oh my god, you made my day." I kind of want some now that you've said that. I'm so happy. Uh, I still hate Jack's outfit. Uh, I know that we're not on the TARDIS yet. We're still in his ship because we still we bad. outside. But I still hate it. Um, uh, once he does his hair and has his coat, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let him off. But right now, don't like it. Uh, you quoted almost word for word, Jack's ending scene last week about the hyper vodkas or whatever it is did i and waking up with both of his executioners yeah you mentioned that you mentioned that last week um um, like beat for beat so all i want to say is what is wrong with you (laughs) my note here just says uh as if katie quoted the end of this episode in the last session (laughs) i cannot tell you how hard i was deservedly bullied as a child and even now by me as yeah. a, as a I mean, it's true. Just as we go into the end of this episode and, you know, the Doctor dancing in, yep. uh, in the TARDIS, uh, I want to mention that uh, both songs used are Glenn Miller. They are. Uh, one of them is, the first one that we've been hearing is uh, Moonlight, Moonlight Serenade. Serenade. And mm-hmm. the second one is In the Mood. Is that um, what you had? Is that what do you have it written down? No, what I was going to say okay. is that uh, just like very, very briefly before they go to the ship. Yep. Um... You know, the computer in Jack's uh, Jack's ship is being like, this bomb is going to explode and you are going to die and there is literally nothing that will save your life, right? His Amazon Echo, yeah. Which, yeah, which obviously we know is is the Doctor and Rose turning up and saving his life. 
but um he says probability got nothing on (laughs) that he says okay think we'd better initiate emergency protocol 417 and then he gets like a little martini that comes up and i'm like if he initiates emergency protocol 420 does a little bong pop up as well I knew, I knew where we were going. Sorry, I'm really predictable. Maybe we you should stop are. doing this show because our content is growing stale. That's true. So then everyone dances together. They do. And this is, I mean, I brought it up earlier. It's one of the reasons why I'm glad Jack teleported away is when he says big on the inside, the doctor says, I hope you are too. Because it gives him, you know, it gives him room to grow. Yeah. Which is characters need Which that. Which he does. And then we end the episode. So, so what would you rate this episode? Um, I gave this episode a four out of five. I gave it a 4.5. Did you? Out of five. I really like it. I think that the pace is really good. I think this episode feels like no time at all, uh, and it still does what it needs to do, and it still stays for the same runtime as any. I think both of these episodes are paced really well. Uh, I think this is across the season so far. Uh, not only the, the I, I agree with you that it was the best cliffhanger across the season. Yes, I think this might be the best ending in terms of stories and optimism, at, the, at least so far that we have had. I can't think of another episode that's ended and I've been like, oh, yeah, this, well, feels, I mean, this feels very conclusive when and it you, feels very good. When I mean, when you think about endings and optimism, really the only one that's like very optimistic at all is uh, Rose and the Doctor getting chips. That Exactly. Oh, my God, I want some cheesy chips, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think that this has possibly the best ending, too. I agree. Like, if I was to show... If someone was like, I want to watch a two-parter, this might have to be it it's got the creep factor it's got everything else that, that i expect from the doctor and rose's companions it's got a new character in jack it's it's got a well-rounded story that's easy to follow and the you know even though it's fictional science it all still makes sense this there is a point um, to everything this episode has like a dance party ending oh yeah i mean as much of a dance party ending as you can have to glenn miller's in the mood but Which you can, by the way. Tardis disco lights, by the way. Is that what it says? No, but that's just what they are. The, there is disco lights in the Tardis. Is there? Yeah, all the little round things are all like lighting up and. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm an idiot. Yeah, like in a um, like they're you know like lighting up. That's so cool. All around, like it's a uh, you know like Tardis one big disco ball, and I think that it would be great to have a rave in there. It probably, I think. Actually, would... no, that would be horrifying. Yeah. Never mind. Imagine if someone opens the doors. <laughs> Jeez, what would you give the next time trailer? Well, like a three, I guess. I gave it less. Did you? <laughs> I give it a two point five, not because it's bad. I just thought it looks very middle of the road. I would give it. I would give it a three because the way that I classify that is like I have no strong or negative feelings towards this episode. The... However, I could see how it like could be like you know bumped down to yes. a two ish. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to put it middle of the road average, and so I give it a two point five. The only thing that could boost it up. Um, for, to a three for me, like if I was to be, like, if I was to give it a three, it would be because of the little teasy um, return of the Slovene. It's not just a look; it's Margaret that you get confirmation she is. Oh, they're mugs. She, she is still the Slovene lady. She is doing alien things. She's still out there. I mean, if this is, is your first season of Doctor Who as well, then you get the whole. Oh, I recognise this. Yeah, that's true. You get the oh, it's back. You're like oh, I know this. Continue all these things. And do you have any trivia? This um, week? a few little bits. Yeah, let's, I do. Let's I do race. Let's race through them because we've been doing this over two hours now. Bad wolf in this episode. Oh, um, it's where it's a missable one. I will give you that. Is it written on the drawings? It's on the bomb that Jack sat on. Yeah. Ah. And the thing is, as well, it that's says cheap. That um, feels cheap. It says 
I'm like obviously I don't know very much Wad German, both. so <laughs> I'm glad that got a delayed reaction out of you. <laughs> it says Schlechter Wolf on the bomb, uh, but Schlechter yeah. in German is not bad as in like the way that bad wolf is is bad is it like negative it's like inadequate in it it should be like bosa wolf i think right okay that would be actual bad bad wolf the word like bad you know the yeah the o like b o s e r but the o has you know the, i don't know what the, the name umlaut. of it is but the two little yeah the, i think that's an umlaut right okay it's got it's got one of them that's that's actual bad wolf yeah um also jack's jack's squareness gun will be left in the tardis here for River to find and use later. Oh my in God. Forest of the Dead. And apparently the source for this little piece of information is the confidential from that episode. So it's Jack's gun that River has. Wait, but she doesn't go in the TARDIS in that episode. <gasps> no, but she will pick it up from the TARDIS oh another time. Oh my God. I assume is what it that's means. That's crazy. There you go. That's that's actually mind-blowing. Yeah. No, like, I don't I feel, I feel, I don't feel okay. I assume that like Jack just leaves it there at some point, probably because the doctor is like, it's dumb and stupid. Um, and then I assume at some point River then picks it up. Well, and is just like, mine. So, I mean, we hear about this in a future episode uh, and I don't want to dwell on River too much. She steals the TARDIS constantly. Yeah. Like all the time because she can fly oh, it perfectly yeah. and have it back before he even knows it's gone. Yeah. Um, and my final little piece of trivia, which is yep. like not really trivia at all, is that the in the classic series, the Doctor also dances. Oh, okay. In <laughs> in Delta and the Bannerman, the Seventh Doctor dances with Ray in Delta and the Bannerman. Ah, right. I see. How do I feel about Delta and the Bannerman? It's no Dragonfire. Actually, the dra- Dragonfire is not a great example. Not, it's not. I don't speak this. It's language. no Ghostlight or Curse of Fenric. I don't speak this language of classic Who. Not yet, but at some point we'll get there. Curse of Fenric. Watch them. When we watch that, I am going to be a mess. Is that the one where Ace is Ace in that one? Yeah, she is. Okay, so I've got a while before I. Get oh there. my god! Yes, uh, it it's one of the worst things that he does to that poor girl. Okay. One of the worst little bits of emotional abuse he throws her away. Yay! And we love that. No, we don't love that. Of no, we not. don't. Uh, we are DW Rewind everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Tell a friend. Tell it. Tell an enemy. <laughs> tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell, tell any box. <laughs> tell anyone who will listen. <laughs> tell your Alexa. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Uh, let us know what you think of this episode because we haven't asked that yet. Which yeah. Is, which is super dumb. Please do. Please tell us what you think. I would uh, like to know. And we'll see you next week for Boomtown. Yeah, we will. Boomtown. Doctor Who rewind. Did, out. Did did you just do a little freak out of I thought we were recording tomorrow when I said next week. Yeah, I did. I knew it. <laughs> um, see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, that was a weird bye. I'm gonna do it. Bye. Should I just do the whole bye again? No, it's fine, leave it in. Okay. Bye. Bye.